0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Addition. I'm your host, Addie Adewusi. I'm a big tech product manager, a mathematician, futurist, tech optimist, artist, and creator. And I'm here every week bringing you the news, the hot topics in tech, an update on the markets, some career advice, and letting you know what I'm geeked out about this week. So before I get into today's episode, if you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and like, subscribe. If you're listening on your podcast player, please leave me a five-star review. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, either would be great. If you want to be a bit more involved in what I talk about on the show and have a more of an idea of what I do in my life in general, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at edition with Addie. And... You can follow me on Twitter as well, at Pod. My personal Twitter is at Addie You can always email me with anonymous career questions, at editionpod at gmail.com. I love to hear you, and I actually today topics for today's episode from Instagram. So definitely follow me on social media if you are a social media person. Okay, so let's start with the markets. So Bitcoin is at 21,526. It is down 10.87% over the past seven days. Ethereum is at 1,488 and it is down 6.68% over the past seven days. Interesting because while I was on vacation, um, I just went back to work on Monday. It's day three at Google. Yay. We'll talk about it later. Um, but there was a huge rebound in Bitcoin and I'm looking at the chart. It was back on July 20th. It hit, it went back up to 24,000 and now it's dropped back down to, um, Twenty around 21 and a half thousand. Ethereum, however, has been pretty steady. It did hit a high in the last month of 1,638 and it is back down at 1,488 that I mentioned before, but not as dramatic as a drop as what happened with Bitcoin. So Ethereum's holding stronger than bitcoin right now and i hold both so i'm i'm happy but at the end of the day as you all know i have my crypto on cold storage i'm not trading i'm not i'm not really doing that much with crypto right now except storing it um, on my ledger wallet okay so the s&p 500 is up 0.47% over the past 5 days the nasdaq is down 0.23% over the past five days. Most of the big tech earnings are coming in this week. So I would be looking to next week to see what the actual impact of these earnings are, as well as there's going to be another uh, potential rate interest rate increase. There's a lot of things pending right now. So um, the markets are pretty much holding stagnant until we get some news in either the up or down direction okay so for the hot topics in tech i already talked about the crypto rebound it looks like it was very temporary but we'll see we're holding strong crypto regulation so coinbase again coinbase is the most frequent guest on this show so last week there was a um alleged insider trading scheme that led to a fraud charge of an ex-coinbase product manager on thursday this week now Coinbase is facing an SEC probe, and that's the Securities Exchange Commission, people who regulate securities, which are, for all intents and purposes, let's just call them stocks. That's the easiest way to um, understand a security, but there are other different types of securities, but if you understand what a stock is, you understand what a security is. Basically, something that people are buying in the hopes of the value and the price going up in the future. So just briefly quoting from the CNBC article with the headline, Coinbase shares tumble 21% after a report that it's facing SEC probe. Uh, shares of Coinbase closed down more than 21% on Tuesday on a report that it's facing SEC's probe into whether the platform is offering unregistered securities. Coinbase stock has lost more than 75% of its value this year. That is extreme. It looks like things are only getting worse. And remember, I told you this when Coinbase came out with its bankruptcy statement. Get your money out of Coinbase, please, I beg you. Get it, get your crypto onto a hardware wallet or a a decentralized exchange because as you have seen with Celsius, Voyager, Three Arrows Capital, these centralized exchanges are just not doing well in this bear market right now. They're either collapsing or on the brink of collapse. So my recommendation is to get your crypto off of Coinbase, off of Gemini, get it into a Ledger wallet, which and and don't think that just because it's in a Ledger wallet, Ledger owns your crypto. No, Ledger just has the, the hardware and software that allows you to access the blockchain, whichever blockchain your crypto is on, it does not mean that if Ledger goes out of business, you lose your crypto. That is not true because you have your private keys. And as they say in crypto, not your keys, not your crypto. Okay. So that's my public service announcement. Okay, so you guys also wanted to hear about Facebook copying TikTok. So, um basically Kim Kardashian and Kylie Kardash or Kylie Jenner, they basically were complaining about Instagram trying to be TikTok. Um and because Kim and Kylie are such big, you know, influencers and users on the Instagram platform, The Instagram CEO put out a video to explain the changes Um, and I'm going to quote from the CNBC article, Instagram head Adam Masseri shared a video on Twitter Tuesday explaining recent changes to the social media platform. He said the app is going to continue to support photos but that he believes it will become more video focused over time since it is what people are liking, sharing and consuming on the platform, end quote. So this has happened before when Facebook. The Blue app changed from a timeline of just everything that happened with all of your friends to a news feed, which was more algorithmically suggested. People were so upset about it. They said they just wanted to see what their friends were posting, but it ended up um, increasing, boosting engagement on Facebook significantly. So, Facebook honestly doesn't really care what the users are saying or complaining about on the platform um uh, Instagram is looking at the data and making decisions based on that and the truth is is that we do like algorithmic content and in my situation my parent my my friends don't post enough and for me to only look at my friends content I need those suggested posts and some of them are good and as someone that uses both Instagram and TikTok I do see them as serving very different purposes I I even though I have a fraction of the followers on Instagram than I do on TikTok, my engagement because I know the people, like I I really like being able to see who saw my stories. I like having close friends stories. I really like the features of Instagram. I think the Instagram stories experience is way better than the TikTok stories experience. That being said, TikTok I can be on for hours whereas maybe Instagram I will look through people's stories, scroll through my feed quickly, and maybe be done five to ten minutes. So, Instagram wants wants us to be on Instagram for hours. So they are going to they are pivoting to be more like TikToks, um, to be more engaging. Do I think it's going to work? Yes, <laughs> I do honestly because uh, Facebook just has so much data. They have less access to it now with Apple's new privacy policies, but they just have so much information about what is um, engaging, what is relevant. Uh, They have the benefit of being an American company on their side. So uh, parents who don't want their kids on a Chinese software social media app will want to um, maybe support Instagram out of patriotism. I, but that being said, I'm a tech optimist. I do not see Instagram dying anytime soon. I've been having way too much fun on it over the past two weeks. And that is after leaving the platform last fall. So, and I only have, what, 80 followers? So I think Instagram, I believe in that Instagram is going to come back and they're going to borrow the best of TikTok and keep the best of Instagram. Okay, moving on. Amazon is buying a primary care tech provider, one medical for $3.9 billion. And this is from TechCrunch. So this is Amazon continuing to expand into healthcare. They already own PillPack, which is um, like a prescription service. They have their own healthcare services. And they they at least know a little bit about healthcare. care. They were going to do a, a joint venture with J.P. Morgan and Berkshire Hathaway to have some sort of combined health care that they eventually scrapped. But still, it's something that's very top of mind for them. They also own Whole Foods, which, considering all the grocery stores that we have out there, is probably the most health conscious. Um. I don't have too much to say on this story. A lot of people are theorizing as to why Amazon wants to expand into healthcare. For me, straight up, it's diversification. Healthcare has a huge TAM or total addressable market. It's Amazon. We trust them. They already We already have Prime subscription. What if they just tack on healthcare or prescription services or as they're selling AWS services to companies, say, hey, you get a discount if you use our healthcare plan. There are just so many opportunities for Amazon to leverage their healthcare. This is not a surprise to me, but let me know in the comments if you have any ideas about why they're doing this, other than they just wanna diversify their business and create more channels to grow their revenue. Okay, some sad news. Uh, Shopify is doing layoffs, I'll quote from their CNBC article, Shopify misses estimates and issues gloomy guidance. I quote, Shopify on Wednesday missed earnings and revenue expectations for the second quarter. The company also warned that inflation and rising interest rates would weigh on consumer spending for the remainder of 2022. The earnings results come one day after Shopify said it would lay off 10% of its workforce as e-commerce activity recalibrates from a pandemic driven surge, end quote. I actually have a lot to say about this one. Um, I used to work at an e-commerce company that, a significant amount of their customers were Shopify merchants. And this I I saw this coming as soon as I saw that creators were going to have other streams of revenue or be able to monetize their audience in different ways, whether it's um, tips or gifts or, um, you know, NFTs. There are so many options for creators to monetize specifically directly from their content. Why? Tell me why they would go into the e-commerce business. Before apps were doing revenue sharing and things like that, e-commerce, aka selling merch, was the easiest way for creators to make money. But e-commerce comes with a lot of costs, especially in this inflationary environment with gas prices being higher. You got to remember transportation. What if most of your fans are across the world? what is that shipping cost and then dealing with manufacturers and yes there are a lot of services that make this easier but long story short e-commerce is not an easy business whatsoever and it also requires a lot of marketing spend so it doesn't surprise me that in these in this economy in these times that shopify is struggling and they're this is going to have a downstream impact on a lot of startups that are based on Shopify or or dependent on the Shopify ecosystem, it could get really ugly out there. So moving to Spotify. So Spotify is reducing reducing its rate of hiring by 25% and it's also gonna stop producing their car thing, which was ridiculous in the first place, let's be real. Um, But I quote from the article, But Spotify, okay, the article headline is Spotify hits, and this is from The Hollywood Reporter, Spotify hits 188 million paying subscribers, exceeding expectations, and grows quarterly ad revenue. I quote, but Spotify is preparing for rougher waters, which includes reducing the pace of hiring by 25%. A quote from Daniel Ek, their CEO, I do believe only the prepared survive, and we're preparing as if things could get worse, end quote, by Ek. And I quote again from the article, Spotify stock jumped more than 9% in the pre-market trading on Wednesday, end quote. So the markets like it when companies cut costs. They do. So um, a lot of these layoffs, they it's hard to tell whether these layoffs are happening because we're in a recession or they're happening because that's what Wall Street wants the businesses to do. It's a signal um, of quote unquote strong leadership. That they're able to make hard decisions, so we shall see. And then I also have the article link to their the quote. The headline is Spotify exits short-lived car thing hardware play reports Q2 monthly active users. Oh wait, I just wanted to mention the car thing hardware. So basically, they had this um, this hardware that you could put into your car and essentially play Spotify on it. Who Wants that? I literally have no idea. So I'm glad that they sunsetted car thing. All right. So just noting here that a lot of Fang earnings are have been out. Um, so Microsoft, Alphabet, which is Google's parent company, Snap. Spotify, Shopify, and several more. I have a link to um, CNBC's earnings page so you can look through the companies. I'm not going to specifically talk about earnings anymore because I work now for Google and I don't want to share any kind of information that may be at conflict or anything with the company. So, but I'm linking the earnings and I will mention when earnings come out because it is very important to be aware of. Okay. So let's get into the career segment. So I'm really excited about these series. So if you're part of the edition book club, um, the new the book club book for this summer was, um, what was it? Millionaire Next Door, which considering how the economy went over the past couple months, like that was an excellent book recommendation. I hope you all reread it or read it for the first time and enjoyed it. The next book is the first 90 days, and I have the link to both a summary as well as the book on Amazon. Uh, the, The complete title is the first 90 days proven strategies for getting up to speed faster and smarter and they came out with an updated and expanded edition. So this book essentially gives you the play-by-play of exactly what to do in your first 90 days of your company. Since I'm in my first week at Google, I can tell you about what I am prioritizing and what I'm avoiding this first week. So week one is all about first impressions. It's all about, they. yes, they liked you in your interview, but they still don't know who you are. They don't know what your real personality is. So first impressions are so important. Like I am making it a point to make sure I look nice and presentable and professional. Um, I'm also, you know, taking time before I send chat messages or emails to make sure that it's they're carrying a positive, pleasant tone, as opposed to because they don't know me yet, they're just picking up on my tone from these emails. Um, I'm using a lot of smiley face emojis in my emails and my chats, like just to, you know, communicate positive energy. For likability, again, smile. For some of us, it's really hard to do, um, but smile as much as you possibly can. Definitely have your camera on, on calls. This is not the time. It, first week is not the time to be cameras off camera on. Okay. Meet your team when you have the opportunity. So once I get set up with my credentials tomorrow morning, I'm going into the office to meet my one of my teammates. So any opportunity to meet your team, take it. Okay. Get call daycare. If you have kids, like, you know, you know, do what you got to do. Also be responsive, especially if you're onboarding remotely, Uh, try to check you know, notifications every every 30 minutes or so. So you're not like leaving anyone on red or seen. And also be curious, ask a lot of questions. This was actually encouraged to me by my onboarding team. And um, if you don't wanna overwhelm someone with questions, maybe log all the questions that you have that day and then send it to them for them to answer in their own time. So tangentially avoid that i'm avoiding is creating work like we really don't want to like we were hired to relieve work as a new hire we don't want to create work for more people that being said asking questions is essentially work and i i had to i was i got to a stopping point and i was like i kind of don't have anything to do can you send something over but i was like but take your time like i can be patient no worries like Um, yeah, try not to stress out your manager. If you're freaking out about like some HR stuff or anything in your initial onboarding, like take a deep breath and direct that towards the HR team and not your manager. Try to, um, you know, keep things like lighthearted and friendly and chill with your manager. Okay. Um, also avoid complaining, like any complaint can be turned into a positive, for example, um, if your computer isn't turning on, instead of saying, oh my gosh, my computer isn't turning on, this sucks. Uh, or like, this is stressing me out, I'm upset about it. Just say, hi, I'm having some computer challenges. Uh, do you know how to, where I would find um, IT support? Like, just frame it, just turn it into a question. It doesn't have to be negative. Like, again, They don't know you, they have likely not met you. Just be nice, just be cool, okay? All right, so what am I geeked out about this week? And if you are a friend of mine, you already know this, it is called the soft life, okay? And I would say the soft life is in response to burnout. Um, It's a response to, I'll just say burnout just for now, just to keep it simple. And I I see soft life as taking ownership over your burnout. Like, I I don't like to complain. I always like to look and see what I could be doing differently. And the reality is a lot of my burnout has been self-inflicted. No one asked me to do things. No one asked me to be responsible things. But when I do it on my own, just because I am not practicing the soft life, And then I get upset at people for having these expectations of me when I created those expectations on my own. So the soft life is essentially moving through your life in a carefree way, prioritizing your self care, prioritizing your joy, your peace, your happiness. It's a whole attitude. It's a whole mindset. And my big um, goal for the month of July was to fully immerse myself into the soft life. And the way I was able to do that or something I found helpful was this podcast. So it's the it's called The Soft Life with Sadie Baddies. Um, I have the Apple podcast link. I couldn't find any of the other links, but I'm sure it's on other um, platforms. And yeah, I binged listened to this podcast and it really truly has changed me. I feel so much more calm so much happier so much more lighthearted so much more carefree and when we're working in corporate jobs and especially if you're single and you're fully self-supporting and you're figuring everything out on your own it is very hard to transition from miss independent boss to hashtag soft life but when i tell you that transition is worth it is worth it soft life is also why i'm only recording the podcast once a week you may get a bonus episode on Fridays because it literally was just too much. And I knew it was going to be too much, but I just wanted to like do a five-day podcast, five-day week podcast anyway. And I hope you enjoyed it while I did. But hashtag soft life once a week is what I can commit to and show up for. Because for those of you that follow me on Instagram, you know that I'm also pretty much on social media every day or I'm posting content on social media on, largely on Instagram or TikTok every day. So, okay. That's today's episode. Um, I hope I addressed all the topics you wanted me to cover. Always feel free to email me, comment on this video, DM me on social media if you want to hear more and I will see you next week. Okay. Bye.